0: Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Kyle here with me one more time, and we're excited to be back. That's right. I'm, I'm also excited to
1: get Brett back in the seat here soon. Hopefully, uh, he'll be available
0: not in the near future. Yeah, it's been a few weeks since we've had Brett on. Uh, taking a little bit of a break after his awesome session at the retreat. Yep, so, for sure. Just wanted to give him a little bit of time off for some R&R, and hopefully he'll be back on pretty soon. Yep. So uh right now we're going to be starting a oh well actually this past Sunday Pastor <laughs> Barry started a new uh series a uh, sermon series on God's amazing kingdom and I thought it was an interesting first first start at it. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Kyle? Yeah, you know, it's a it's an interesting
1: subject and it's in some ways it's simple, but in other ways it's very complex and profound. And so I think that actually hit Pastor Barry because he, uh, why don't you explain what happened to him this Sunday? Because I got to church early to do some
0: setup, and I'm like, man, I don't see his car. Where is he? And then, you yeah, got, so, you, you got a phone call. Yeah, so we get a little bit of insider baseball on the podcast. So you'll be getting a little <laughs> bit of uh, behind the scenes of how that was like. So generally, um, on sermon days, Pastor Barry sends me the slides uh, the the night before, and so you know, I usually wake up pretty early to to do the slides and get them ready for service on Sunday. So. You know, when I looked at the timestamp on the email, it said 2.30 in the morning. I was like, wow, Pastor Barry was up pretty late <laughs> uh, last night trying to work on it. So I was like, okay, cool. Oh, you know, just it's it's a little bit later than he normally does. Yeah. So I get to church, start setting up the slides, getting everything ready to go. And then I get a phone call from Pastor Barry and he's like, well, you know, I don't know if you noticed that it was a pretty late uh, timestamp on the email. But uh, you know, this message was just really hard for me to work on, and you know, we might be changing it up a little bit. I, I woke up and I was, uh, I changed up my notes, so it might be a little bit of stuff on the fly. And so I was like, "Wow, this must have been a pretty difficult one for him to make it feel like it was a yeah, uh, right. a good sermon for him." So I I thought about it. I was like, "Oh, that that's interesting." And then you know, so he was kind of like sometimes we do on the podcast, just. Kinda, kind of flying by the seat of his pants a little yeah. bit on Sunday morning. <laughs> I thought that was cool, like a good insight for him uh,
1: being vulnerable and sharing with the the church that it was tough. And he actually he did write a whole separate uh, message. And then even then he's like, I don't know if I'm going to even use that. <laughs> so I think he really wanted to kick this series off well, and he knew that this is kind of a, a significant series for us coming off the retreat and where we feel like the Lord is leading us. And so I I know he felt the weight and the pressure of doing this first one well to set the tone and to be clear and all of that. And I thought he did a really good job.
0: Yeah, I thought it turned out to be really um a good sermon. And, you know, even thinking about it afterwards, he was talking about God's kingdom and, you know, trying to give us a, a good description and a definition for it. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, you know, if you think about a lot of things, if if you go to someone with, that has no idea of what something is mm-hmm. and you try to define it, say, this is what this is, mm-hmm. that can be pretty tough, right? Just yeah. It's a lot easier a lot of times when you describe characteristics or this is like that than it is to say this is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it in terms of, you know, a lot of times if someone says, like, who are you? Who are you? We'll say, oh, I'm a basketball player or I'm a runner or I'm… And it's like, no, those are things that you do. Right. That's not really who you are. Like, who are you? And it can get pretty hard to, to define that or explain that. And so yeah. I could see how it was really uh, can be difficult for someone to explain like what God's kingdom is because there's so many ways to, you know, different characteristics that we can say it's like this or it's like that. It's like this. But to actually pin it down and say this is what it is, that could be really tough.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because I actually had that experience over the weekend. So this past weekend, I got to celebrate my 30th high school reunion.
0: Woohoo! I thought you were going to say you got to celebrate something else because <laughs> you know there was something else significant that uh, happened yeah, this my, week. I had my birthday this week,
1: <laughs> but yeah, those are the ho hum. But uh, it's funny because even at our, we we just yeah we end up talking with different people throughout the night, and one conversation got into some different. Uh, church stuff and just faith stuff, and I did go to a Christian school, but um, anyway, so so one one question came directed to me is, because uh, I, I mentioned the word kingdom, mm. and a person said, well, how would you define kingdom, God's kingdom? And I was like, oh, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was like, all these things going through my head, and I'm like, but how how would I say it in a way that's actually easily understand uh, understandable and then I I actually took the easy way out and I said to the person that asked me that's that's really hard how would you define it <laughs> <laughs> and it was interesting because he went to more of the it's about God's family so it was for him like he heard somebody t- like boil it down to being about family and then even with that I said yeah that's good, but it's tough because people have different ideas on what the word family means. Mm -hmm. So I think like what you were kind of leading in with, like getting clarity on definitions, getting clarity on what we mean by things, it's very important in our society because I think we get a lot of confusion, a lot of Mm -hmm. uh, misunderstandings that way. And then especially as we get into this this sermon series with uh, God's kingdom, trying to define things clearly. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it seems like, oh yeah, I could do that. And then after you say it, you're like, oh yeah, but that mean that could mean this or this still and yeah it takes another a level you have to go a level deeper usually
0: yeah and now that, that ended up being actually being something that was difficult that we didn't talk about about planning for the retreat was mm. you know for my session one of the things that we kept coming to was uh you know we were supposed to be talking about the solution to the problem that we see in the world and mm. so we'd say oh what if we use the the term family mm. well what if people think you know about this type of family or this type of family? What if they came from this type of family? Right. It's like, everybody has a different concept of family. And then we said, okay, well, what if we use the term church? It's like, well, what if people think of this about church? What if people come from this background? What about th- It's like, okay, that maybe we need to come up with a new term that nobody <laughs> has a concept for, so we can, we can actually be the ones to define it yeah. as opposed to using one that comes with all this different baggage. So yeah. I think even with that, you know, getting clarity on our terms and trying to define it and trying to understand what direction our church is even going in because we're talking about the kingdom because we feel like that's what God is leading Mm -hmm. us into experiencing his kingdom, his kingdom on earth, you know, and wanting to share his kingdom with others. And so, yeah, we want to have clarity on what that actually looks like and what it actually is. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) So I think one thing that we'll keep coming back to as we talk about this series is, you know, one of the big important parts of the kingdom, probably the most part mm-hmm. important part of the kingdom, is that God is the king. Right. Right. So God's kingdom is where his rule and reign are over. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of times the way that the world will kind of approach things is they'll they'll say, you know, a good community looks like this, and they'll have these different characteristics. Mm-hmm. You know, and so people might define God's kingdom in similar ways, right? Mm. God's kingdom will look like this. It'll have these characteristics. It'll look like, you know, people are caring for each other. People Mm. had, you know, everyone's valued and and things like that. But sometimes those can be just counterfeit kingdoms, Mm. right? And really what we're looking at is where God's rule and reign and people are coming under the are submitting to the authority of God's rule and reign. And that's what God's kingdom actually is. Yeah, it
1: makes me think of just in our daily lives we can come across things that sound biblical. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, that sounds like a biblical truth or that's that's like a a more a good moral biblical principle or something like that. But then when you look deeper at um what's behind it, yeah, it's something else. It's not God. It's yeah, it's still a good value or a good truth, but it has its own kingdom. It's about something in the world, it's something unto either ourselves or somebody else it's really not with God on the throne so it's good to be aware of not everything that is kind of of God or it could sound like it's from God if it doesn't have God above it then it really could become an idol or it could become something that leads us down a different path.
0: Yeah, so I have a a kind of a cool story about right. that or it's something that I was pretty proud of that happened this Let's week. Let's bring it. Let's hear it. So, uh, my son uh just started junior high this year and so recently they had club day and where you go around and you you know see the different clubs on campus and you can pick which ones you want to be a part of. So, he comes up to me after club day and I said, "Oh, how how did it go? What did you pick a club? Are you going to be a part of a club?" He said, "Yeah, I'm going to join Christian Club." I said, "Oh, okay, cool." And so this past Friday, he had his first Christian club meeting and he comes, you know, to when I pick him up from uh, school and he's wearing this bracelet, kind of mm-hmm. like the bracelets that we got at the the retreat. So it's, you know, the silicone yeah. bracelets yeah. And, and written on it, it says live differently. And so I was talking to him. I was like, oh, they gave you a bracelet. That's kind of cool. What does it say? And He's like, it says live differently. and He goes, but I think it's missing something. And I, and I said, oh, well, what do you think it's missing? And he says, well, I think it's missing, it should say, live differently with God. Mm. I said, oh, why do you think that? And he said, because live differently can mean so many different things. Mm. But without God, what is it that, you know, is important about it? Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what's it that sets us as Christians apart from everything else? Because I could live differently than this other person without God, and that doesn't really mean anything. Eh. And so, you know, kind of in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I'm pretty proud of yeah. myself right now.
1: Proud dad moment
0: right there. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, and it's like, oh, he's, he's getting what we're talking about yeah. in, as a part of God's kingdom. It's like there's all these different ways, you know, characteristics of things that could be masquerading as good things, mm-hmm. but without God as the king on the throne, then that's just what they are. They're just good things, mm-hmm. but it's not really God's kingdom. Yeah, it's not
1: to say that they're bad either, and that we can't engage with them and things like that, but we can't elevate them to a place that puts them on the throne or puts somebody else on the throne, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, so we're going to be going through this series on God's kingdom. We're going to be talking about... Hopefully we'll get some guests on here to give some different perspectives and yeah. maybe we'll get some of the speakers in here too, just to give us a little bit more insight yeah, and good. background on, on to some of the things that they're, they've been talking about. But as we were getting ready for this episode, one of the things that I, uh, one of the characteristics that I felt like God wanted us to talk about on the, on this episode was that his kingdom is a one central or maybe the central characteristic other than God being on the throne is mm. it's a kingdom of love. Mm. And how the way the world is trying to distort what love really is. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about what God's definition of love is and how that impacts what our view of the kingdom is.
1: Yeah, so in the Bible, there's there's three different words that get translated into love, right? Um, or three types of love. Actually, I think there's is more, it, but there's three, well, three, three, three primary ones. Yeah, primary ones, right? Yeah. So there's uh, phileo, like brotherly love, there's eros, which is like erotic or sexual type of love, and then there's agape, mm-hmm. which is sacrificial. And then I was looking it up after we were just talking a little while ago, and another word they use for that is it's it has choice, mm-hmm. so it's not out of duty or obligation. So, like Jesus' love on the cross for us, or God sending Jesus that's love too, but Him on the cross. It was a choice. It wasn't out of duty. He had free will to, to choose that, but it, but it was also sacrificial. And I, I just made you lose your train of thought. So I'll well, talk for a second. And Well,
0: <laughs> it's because when you started talking about that aspect of it, then my mind started going somewhere different because, you know, sometimes people that I have come in contact with that ask me about my faith, mm. one of the... Issues that they have with faith is they said, you know, like if god is so good Why does he allow suffering and Mm -hmm. things like that? you know, and so Kind of as you were talking about love as a choice Mm -hmm. it's like well for god to Have you know when he created to give people the opportunity to Have real love Mm -hmm. There has to be some type of choice Mm -hmm. involved, right? It can't just be like Okay, everything's going to be good You don't have any choices Or you have to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and he's not going to bully you into doing it, Mm. but, you know, there, there's an aspect of choice, right? And so he gave Adam and Eve the choice to choose him or to choose Mm -hmm. a different kingdom. Right. Right. So they could have chosen to say, God, we want to keep you on the throne. We want to recognize that this is your kingdom and what you're saying is true. And they could have chosen to eat from the tree of life, but Mm -hmm. instead they chose to eat from a different tree and listen to someone, another voice, putting them on the throne. And so, you know, since then, we've been seeing the consequences of having someone else on the throne.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, pain, suffering, all kinds of bad stuff.
0: Yeah, so I I think it's good that you bring up that love is a choice, Mm -hmm. you know, and especially the type of love that defines God's kingdom is a Mm -hmm. choice, right? Mm -hmm. And so... You know, as part of agape, you were talking about it's a sacrificial type of love, right? And so Jesus even says, you know, the greatest love is a man laying down his life for his friends, right? And so that's the type of characteristic that God's kingdom is built around, is that this is the type of community, this is the type of um, relationships that are built in God's kingdom, is that people are willing to sacrifice themselves for the good of someone else.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and even, it's just funny how, the word "love" gets used so kind of flippantly in our mm-hmm. culture, right? It's oh, I love that hot dog I had today or I loved um i I mean I, a lot of it's with food, I think a lot of people say they love food
0: <laughs> or I love my car, I love my house yeah I, lo- <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I love my free time, I love my this I love yeah it's um, but I think it's as we look at the kingdom, I think that this kingdom series I think it's gonna be important for our church and our listeners to be thinking deeper and like look at whether it's love or some, some other topic it's, well, how is that different in the kingdom, God's kingdom versus the world that we live in? And I think that's where we really want to go. in some of this series is, okay, we're supposed to be seeking first God's kingdom and then everything else gets added to us. That's in the Sermon on the Mount, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're doing that, then we should be doing things different than the world does and so we need to be seeing things and looking at it like okay if the world is seeing things this way then how is God's kingdom different than that and sometimes there it's a a subtle or slight difference it's not very far off but sometimes it's like a 180 Mm -hmm. and so we have to be aware of that first and then we have to make choices
0: after that all right so a question just came into my mind Uh oh say I'm good at doing this to you so oh man (laughs) finally I get to turn it back on you Okay, so, you know, sometimes we're driving down the street, right? And we see those houses that have some of those signs, right? And so one of the primary phrases that's on a lot of the signs is love is love, right? Mm. And so I think that's a one way that the world tries to kind of water down our definition of love. Mm. Kind of like you just said, like, well, we use, I love my hot dog. Is that the same as I love my wife? Is that right. the same as I love my kids? Is that the So if love is love, like, where, where does that like lead us to where do you feel like Mm. that leads us to and how is that different than what God's kingdom version of love is?
1: Well, I mean just my first, the first word that popped in my head is disappointment. Mm. I think it leads us to disappointment because I think love rightfully in some ways is gets elevated because there's certain types of love that are like, yeah, the dying for your friend or sacrifice the way it's sacrificial But then when it gets used in such kind of just mundane everyday where it gets watered down, then I think it's when we, there's just this kind of turmoil of, I want this this epic love, yet I'm talking about love in these like kind of
0: cheesy ways or whatever, or just like meaningless ways. Like our experience doesn't meet our expectations. Because we're expecting this deep sense of love that's supposed to be unconditional and it's a choice. And we're right. really experiencing kind of like this surfacey, like, I love my food. Yeah, it's kinda of like a dichotomy. There's two different things
1: and and actually there's just there's just actually different meanings of love. Mm-hmm. But we're kind of using the same word. So I think we can get confused and it's just then it's disappointment like, Oh, I say I'm loving this, but it's it's not really satisfying or it's not cause it's not meant to be. It's just, it's like a more of a surface thing, but you're wanting it to be, to meet the need of that deeper one and you're not able to. So I, th- I think it can lead to yeah disappointment, discouragement, frustration, um, when it gets watered down and gets kind of all of the love just gets all the types of love just get kind of made into one. Then I think that that's just my initial reaction.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think that's why it's cool when we were doing a little bit of research on this and looking at the different ways that the Bible, the different terminology that they have for love, right? It's not just all encompassed in one word. It's like there's differences and each one has its own characteristics. So do you feel like if we were to differentiate those, that would help us? So for example, instead of saying like, oh, I love my hot dog, I could say, oh, I really enjoy my hot dog or... This is delicious. You know, just using different words, different terminology instead of love and kind of saving that love term for more of what it's actually supposed the could, kingdom version.
1: Could be. And I, I th- as you were saying that, I'm thinking it's also, are we trying to get the wrong things to fill that void of mm-hmm. what love is supposed to fill, like true love? So, I mean, are we trying to find that, that satisfaction in love from food or mm-hmm. from you know, pleasure from experiences. Not that those are bad, but are we elevating those to the wrong type of love? Mm -hmm. Um, Or yeah. So I'm wondering if that's part of it. I think, yeah, using the right words appropriately, I think would help bring clarity. Um, But I think just kind of looking at where are we trying to find um, really satisfaction. So I think it comes down to in the kingdom that's from God and from the world, it's, yourself or somebody there's different external ones that they're trying to push you to try to find your satisfaction in
0: yeah and i think one of the things that is important to to know is that we were we were made and we were created Mm -hmm. to love and to receive love right right? to be in relationship to be in relationship and and so for us there is part of us that craves and desires and is hungry to both love and to receive Mm -hmm. love as well and so you know, for, for a lot of people, when we aren't receiving that love that we were created for, mm-hmm. that's when we start to try to look for it in other places, right? And so where we can look for it in in food or in, in other things mm-hmm. because there's something that we are hungry for and mm-hmm. that hunger is not being met in the way that it's supposed to be met, which right. is from the Lord.
1: I mean, which is kind of what you kind of touched on in your session three of the retreat too, right? Like finding... That connection
0: with God from the
1: right uh, avenue.
0: Yeah, and and that's why we did the banqueting table experience. So if if you weren't able to uh, participate at the retreat and you're you don't know what we're talking about about this banqueting table experience, uh, hopefully you will come to our post retreat rally next month, October twenty second. I'm pretty sure right now the plan is to have at least one. We're trying to find a way to, that. yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure it's going to be in there somehow. It's just not
0: sure yet what, what it's going to look like, but yeah. So you, you might not have missed out forever on it. You yeah. might be able to experience it still, but yeah, that was the point of us doing the banqueting table is that we wanted people to recognize that, you know, God created us with multiple types of hunger, right? One is hunger for food, right? So if we don't eat, we do not we're not going to survive, but at the same time, God created us for a hunger for love, mm. to, to to love and to receive love. And really, it's to be loved by him, mm. right? Because when we're loved by him, then we can become overflowing with that type of love for other people, right? Yeah. And we recognize that Jesus chose to show us that type of sacrificial love when he came and, and he sacrificed himself for us. And as we receive that, then we... Can give that, mm-hmm. you know, and so we wanted people to see this banqueting table, but not have food on it. We wanted to have a different type of food, right? Mm-hmm. And and even Jesus, when he was in the wilderness, you know, he he responded to the enemy when he said, "Why don't you just turn these rocks into bread mm-hmm. so that you can eat?" After you had been fasting for forty days, he said, "You know, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the the mouth of God, mm-hmm. right?" And so we wanted to place words that, dis, you know, who God is, and we wanted to place words about what God says about us because there are words that we need to hear from the Lord that feed us. Mm-hmm. For sure. And when I
1: was just looking up, I, I should have looked up all three of those types of love that we described, but agape is used, like, over a 100 times in the New mm-hmm. Testament. So for our listeners, like, next time you're, you're reading or when you're reading the Bible and next time you come across the word love, like, in your mind... In the context, look at it and say, "What type of love is this?" My my guess is most of the majority are agape, but I don't know. I don't know the quantity on uh, phileo or eros, but I think um, it's pretty slanted heavily to agape. But um, I think that's what that's the kind of mindset we want to have for going into this this next uh, series. Is we want people to start thinking about. About the king the kingdom is different than the world. So how when we're reading the Bible, we wanna make sure we're reading it through the filter and the lens of kingdom, not what, what am I experiencing just through um my worldly senses?
0: Yeah. And especially with this terminology of love, right? It's it's very different than the world's understanding of what love is and kind of the the goal of the world, right? A lot of the way that the world is is set up is what's in it for me? What's in mm-hmm. it for me? What's in it for me? But God's definition of love is, how, how can I sacrifice myself for someone else? Mm-hmm. Not, what can they sacrifice so that I can benefit? It's, what can I sacrifice so that they can benefit? And that's very different.
1: Yeah, and even for like our church, I, I've, I've heard podcasts talking about how church in general, especially the Western church, is becoming very consumerism. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what's in it for me? And then if that's not being met, okay, I'll go somewhere else. We're really we're meant to serve each other. We're meant to you know, be in different ministries, not because, oh, I have to, but it's like I want this church to thrive. I want other people to get closer to God, so I'm going to do setup. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, and we're doing it. It's a sacrificial love. I'm, I'm doing it for my brothers and sisters because I want them to be able to connect with the Lord. But because of our society, it's making it difficult to actually... Um, live that way even in the church there's a lot of pressures because the world is like you said what's in it for me what do i get out of it and yeah that that
0: starts to filter into the church yeah it's it's the clashing paradigms right Mm. and and so we want to be the type of church that moves in this type of direction Mm. where we are advancing and growing in our understanding of what god's kingdom is growing in our understanding of what real love is and Helping others to experience that. Yeah,
1: so I'm I'm excited for where this is going. i n I've been just barely into the planning for this series because I'm not speaking till like the end of
0: October. Well, you were supposed to speak earlier, but
1: Yeah, in the middle of October, but I got shifted. So I got a little more time. But it's I know where the what the heart of Pastor Barry is and um leadership for this series. And I'm excited because a lot of the kingdom stuff is like um I don't want to say counterintuitive. It's just countercultural. It's like the opposite. There's like these. Um, I'm trying to think. Of the, I can't think of the the phrase that you use for that. But it's it's going to be good for us to get stretched and wrestle with like, okay, whether it's how I use my finances or how I use my time or what I'm doing with this or that. The world will tell us one thing and push us towards one thing, but God's principles are quite often either opposite or significantly different than that.
0: Okay, so as we wrap up, I feel like we're supposed to read some verses kind of to give us a sense of what this looks like because I think sometimes, like I said earlier, uh, when we talk about defining something, Mm -hmm. you know, we give characteristics, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, God's kingdom is going to be full of miracles or God's kingdom is going to be full of these spiritual gifts or God's kingdom is going to be full of all these different things, right? But uh, I feel like the way that the Lord has been prompting me is, the central characteristic is love, mm-hmm. right? And those things, those other things will be a part of it, but that's not the central characteristic of, of what God's kingdom is like. So I wanted to read, I felt like we're supposed to read uh, 1 Corinthians 13. And that's how we're going to wrap it up. All right. Uh, so this is 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. does not take into account a wrong suffered. Does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I also have been fully known. But now faith, hope, love, abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love.
1: Yeah, thanks for reading that. I like, as we wrap, um, even just that, that's, I don't know how many verses, how many words that actually is, but it's, it takes one one word, one concept, love, and it brings so much more depth to it, right? There's so much uh, depth to love, and yet we can just get focused on one aspect, and then we miss out on the fullness of it, or mm-hmm. we get kind of sidetracked. So, yeah, I think that's really good that you uh, wrapped up that way.
0: Yeah, so as we talk about the kingdom, you know, it, it's, it can be such a really huge topic that I don't know if we're going to be able to cover everything <laughs> in, you know, a seven-week sermon series and a little bit of episodes on the podcast, but uh, hopefully after this series, we'll have a better understanding and a better perspective on what God's kingdom looks like. And yeah, we'll be able to experience more of how who we were created to be living in God's kingdom. Amen. So until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.